Episode 50, Veterans Day Special with Army Veteran Alex Tressler. Bonus. live welcome to a very special podcast episode of the car diary my hobbyist thompson i am your host denny cards the self-proclaimed hobby jack of all trades master of none and as of today uh, i just learned this this morning uh from a hobby friend this podcast is in the top 50 of all hobby podcasts in the u.s specifically number 41 dirk Nowitzki's number this is according to chartable and I am going to catch up to that knitting podcast. I'm not going to even mention their name because I don't want to give them any free plugs. <laughs> but as I usually like to say, to paraphrase Jay-Z, you could be listening to any podcast right now, but you're here with me. So thank you so much for that. And today, you are not here. You are here not just with me, but a very special guest. I've been trying to get this guest on this podcast for a while. Man, his podcast appearance fee was just so high. And then, you know, in a down market, kind of goes down a little, and then the price was right. So here's my quick intro of him before I uh, allow him to just, we, we're going to have an awesome hour of talking. Uh, we only met in person for the first time at National, but we have become fast friends. I can, I, I think I can say that. Uh, we, I hope he thinks that, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, he has... Uh, helped me promote my local Alexandria, Virginia trade night. He drove. He even drove up two hours from Richmond to come to it. He like printed out flyers. He handed them out at shows. He's a dealer, collector. Well, I'll say first collector, then dealer, um, and you know someone who sells in person on eBay. Uh, and he is just such a good person in the hobby. He's a true OG. We we talk about OGs, right? And when I say OG. Uh, and this was his like earliest, I think, claim to fame. He, I first saw him on YouTube uh, 15 or so years ago in a viral video where he pulled a dual logo man while wearing uh, military fatigues because he was deployed at that time. He didn't have that beard for those of you who are watching on YouTube, but optimized for video, my uh, optimized for podcast. I'm sorry. He, I didn't have that Fu Manchu either. Oh, oh yeah. So for. <laughs> Who are listening, yeah, for folks who are listening to uh, just the podcast, this is my first podcast appearance where I am rocking a terribly looking Fu Manchu that you will see on Instagram. Uh, my guest has a full beard, a manly, grizzly beard, and uh, he has been deployed to Afghanistan three times in his life. And mm -hmm. so I would like to finally introduce him, Alex Tressler on the social media youtube instagram platforms as army atc 22 welcome to the pod thanks for having me on denny i'm glad uh yes that you're able to talk me down from my outrageously high fee to come on podcasts you know you know the big guys like the chase you know they paid they they paid for it for me to come on there but they got the big bucks right so um i'm glad to be on you know, I've been talking to you for a while now on and off on on social media. You know, it seems like, you you know, a lot of content creators out there play play tag tag 
right? You know, you're tagging each other constantly back and forth and posting stuff. And you do more interactions on that than just inside, you know, the messages and stuff like that. So it's great to be here just talking with you for the next hour. Awesome. Yes, I'm very excited for this chat. And it's almost like we're, you know, we talk often, uh, you know, over the phone, like you, you're one of the people who has my actual phone number. And so we talk and so hopefully this will just kind of be like a one of our normal regular conversations. Um, first thing I do want to say, again, this is like the special Veterans Day episode. Um, first thing I wanted to say to you is uh, thank you for your service. No, well, you're welcome. Uh, like so many people tell me, you know, thank you, thank you. Uh, for me, it was a profession. It always will be. Um, a lot of people that that do it, do it for a career say it's just a job, just like everyone else. Um, the percentage of individuals that actually sign and join is extremely low. It's like four percent, I believe, of the population actually mm -hmm. served in the military. And uh, I've I've been around the world and back again, met so many people, done so many things, and I do it tenfold all over again. Uh, it it was a quick, fast twenty-two years. It's really crazy, mm -hmm. right? My lucky number is twenty-two. And I did 22 years in the army and I retired in 2022. I don't know. I mean, just, it just like lined up perfectly, but, uh, it, it, it helps me become a better, better man, a better father, um, friend and, uh, helps me with, with what my day-to-day -day stuff is now. Right. You know, especially in the hobby, I've, I've told you in person, I've told a lot of other individuals, me setting up as a dealer, me selling online stuff, none of that stuff matters. It's the friendships and the communication, the talking that I have with individuals, um, educating from as much as I can from being in, you know, back in the hobby since 2008-ish, so the last 15 years, seeing the highs and lows, um, and, you know, just forming more friendships and helping individuals the best of their ability inside the hobby. That's wonderful. And so... You didn't leave the hobby then, because uh, again, I'm sorry, I should have mentioned that dual logo man I was talking about. That was from I think, 07, 08, exquisite. It was, yeah, it was Durant's rookie year. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was the Florida Gators coming out. Noah Horford, um, Brewer, Richard uh, Richards, which no one knows about those last two, or I mean the last one, I guess. Brewer had a 50 point game one time. Um, but uh, so you didn't leave. You you were in the hobby the entire time. Yeah. So, you know, when I got, I mean, at the time frame, I was in my, you know, twenties coming back in, I was in when I was a kid. Then all of a sudden, pretty much like everyone says, get men in black, you know, with the, with the, the, the machine they used to just blacked out. Don't know what happened, why I left <laughs> the hobby. And all of a sudden I'm back in again. I know what it is. It's called puberty probably. Puberty. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Found, found the difference of girls and stuff. Probably not thinking it's really cool to collect cards. But uh, that's what's crazy because today's just being being at shows and seeing people online and stuff. There's a lot of individuals that are at that middle school to college time frame where I wasn't in the hobby uh, for that time frame. I see in it now, and I love seeing that. But yeah, for the past 15 years, when I got back into it, um, I've just been, you know, making YouTube content. Took a break a little bit for like a year, but I was still on the forums. I was on. Um, Instagram, I was, you know, on Facebook groups and stuff. I was constantly doing stuff in the hobby. It's just constantly 
you know, jumped around. Yeah. So you've, you've been part of a lot of online and in-person in real life communities within the hobby, and you've seen people come and go then for throughout this entire time. And you saw the, the boom early on in the pandemic and all that, right? Yeah, so I did and I didn't because during the pandemic, I was deployed in Afghanistan. Ah. So before that, you know, I, I mean, what's crazy is before I, I, I remember it to the day before I left for, for Afghanistan, I went to Walmart and got two blasters of uh, 1819 prison basketball, Luca and Trazier. Nice. One of the blasters had a Luca Silver and a Trey Rookie auto in it. Just one. And I got that blaster for nineteen ninety nine. you know, at the time because it was $19. Oh, my God. The craziness. Um, I forgot that that stuff, like, everything that I had in my boxes and stuff when I deployed were all in storage. So after a year being away, you know, during the boom, I pulled the stuff out and I'm just sifting through stuff, finding, you know, Patrick Mahomes numbered rookies and everything oh. else like that. Of course, three years prior to that, I was in group breaks. I was opening boxes, and everyone was looking for Kareem Hunt. They weren't looking for Kareem Hunt. Yes, right? I remember but that. I, I I I remember it directly. I'm, I'm going through, and I all of a sudden hit a whole big, big old stack of Chief stuff because I didn't have it broken down by team. And I see Alex Smith. I'm just like, this looks like an older year. Oh. I see. Cream Hunt, that's pretty cool. And like three Patrick Mahomes back to back to back. And I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. Hold on. That's numbered. That's low numbered. Um, and my grading fees, I think, for the end of 2020 had to have been close to a couple thousand dollars. Wow. Because I sent in so much stuff and everything came back tenfold. It was nuts. But wow. uh, it was fun. It's fun. That is back. amazing. So can I can I ask you this? Uh, because I, I I I do apologize. I don't know if they actually released it, but I know you were recently on another podcast. Our good friends, uh, Stock and Trade and Mac Car Collection, they have a new podcast, Unboxing the Hobby. They didn't pay for that plug, but it's okay. They're friends. <laughs> uh, did you talk? So what you're about to talk about, what we are about to talk about, and what you just mentioned, was that kind of talked about on their podcast too? It was not. Okay. So so here's what I want to do. Um, and I kind of briefly talked about this, but I would love if people gave that podcast episode a listen and yeah. you, because you're the only one who really knows what was uh, talked about there and what you're going to talk about here is to do your best to kind of like supplement that. And, but you know, if there's some, you know, stuff that you say again, that's totally fine. But I just wanted to, you know, kind of, you know, shine some light on their podcast, but also, you know, like say, Hey, this is, this is different information that you can get um, on two, in two different uh, podcast uh, shows, I guess. Yes. So their their podcast dropped today. I don't know if you can really oh, say yeah. today's Wednesday. Yeah, let's say but, it. Yeah, it's November eighth. I, I did yeah. miss it. Um, the drop. Yep. It dropped. It dropped today. Uh, a lot of ours that we talked about on there was me opening boxes while deployed. Mm. Uh, some of the bigger hits while I was deployed. And the evolution of group breaking mm. and other things that I did, because since I was a group breaker myself hosting stuff, and that's how I pulled the dual logo man and everything. Mm -hmm. but seeing that evolution, seeing what's going through. So there's a lot of discussions about that, about selling stuff way too early. Um, yeah. 
you know, big, bigger pools. Some of my biggest pools, I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, go, go, go listen to that podcast. Yes. Yes. I'm pretty sure the, the three or four that I talk about would sell at the height, probably about $3 million total. Um, that, I, <laughs> yeah. that pauses me just almost <laughs> choking on my, uh, wow, on my own spit here. What, what? $3 million yeah. worth of pulls yeah. from, from just a handful of cards. I mean, I'd, I'd give, give a, give a <sighs> talked about opening about, you know, eight or nine cases of 09 Bowman draft while uh, deployed in Afghanistan. Wow. Wow. Right. Mike Trout's first Bowman first. Office. Yeah. Oh, right. Gotcha. All right. So, so let's not duplicate that. I, I do want to talk about the military service. Let's definitely get into the cards, but you know, you just mentioned how you were deployed in Afghanistan at the start of the pandemic. Was that your, so I'm, I'm assuming, but please let me know if I'm wrong. That was your third of the three deployments. Uh, yes. Uh, third. So depends on when it was. Uh, I'm trying to think. Nope. Second deployment in Afghanistan was second and third deployment in Afghanistan. I was still, I was back in the hobby. Um, the first one in Afghanistan, I, I wasn't, that was um, right before. That's what kind of got me into back in the hobby. Okay. And then my one, my one deployment in Iraq was well before that. And I wasn't in the hobby at that point. Gotcha. All right. And I just have to mention this because um, for the people who are maybe watching this on YouTube, when you were doing the hand motions, there was a thumbs down emoji that came to the side of your face. And before really? we started recording, yeah, you mentioned how you have uh, the latest updated version of iPhone, right? And so, do uh, so. So when you were doing like a hand, hand, yeah, go ahead, do it. So, so I want I'm gonna act like I'm like something just happened. I'm like if you had, a, if I got a big hit, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. <laughs> it's my own pyrotech. Go. So you know, yeah. So for uh, folks who are listening, just audio, the, the entire background of Army's uh, uh, beautiful home backdrop just turned black, and there was fireworks in the background. Um, your your, I think your video is a little spotty. I I, I know I've had some issues with wife uh, with uh, the internet's connection for some of my guests. I I'm wondering if it's me now at this point. I'm gonna have to like put some of my uh devices on like airplane mode maybe, maybe that'll help maybe it is me at a certain point it's i'm the common denominator right are you um, is it am i coming across choppy you've been perfect the whole time for really me. okay well that a lot of people say that no i'm just kidding thank you uh I mean, every, airplane mode? Uh, you, okay every once in a while you like dip back the behind your you know green screen and everything but oh yeah no that's that's my that's my personality no um okay so Here's the thing. Uh, I let's get into a little bit more about the military service and how maybe that helps your hobbying. And then I want to talk about. I mean, there's a bunch of things I want to talk about. Like you went to Car Collectors to Trade Night. You know, you've set up as a dealer. I want to know. You know how how that experience is. Maybe share something so the listeners can. You know, maybe they'll they'll be inspired to do that too. Um, even talking about the dinner we had at Gentilly show, you know, the trade night that we had in Alexandria. But the first thing I wanted to talk, ask you about is, you know, you mentioned how like it has made you like your military service has made you into a better person in, in the many different hats that you wear. 
And so I just wanted to ask you, like, when it comes to the hobby, do you feel that, you know, having been a uh, military serviceman, like, you know, you established maybe some really good, uh, like, routines, uh, like, structure, um, moral compass, like, you know, just, just talk, you know, help me kind of uh, learn more about that. Yeah, so encompasses a lot of different things. You know, of course, one of the biggest things in the military is integrity, you know, being being truthful and everything with stuff. There's there is like the the being at the right place, right time, right uniform. You're you're pretty much dress right dress and and everything. So the the way that I that I take every all the cards that I have and and even opening boxes and stuff like that or whatever specifically in a set way like going pack by pack when I I open up a pack and I'm I'm pulling out the rookies right away not just bam 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 you know I'm I'm sorting while I'm opening you know those little things of discipline I guess you can call it and everything mm -hmm. is it's gone has gone a long way um and I think you, you see it with a good bit of the, the content creators and the people out there, not even the people that are doing content, you know, the, the good show promoters and stuff like that. The selfless service, that's a huge thing in the military. Mm -hmm. Giving up stuff or whatever, you know, and everything um, for like, you know, I want to do an example. Uh, the show that's coming up this weekend in Virginia Beach I'm setting up at, you know, we got a giveaway with my card post, you know, at the show. I, I'm giving my own cards towards the cause of a platform I believe greatly in. You know, it's not because of the fact that there's a sponsorship involved and stuff. It's like, I, I didn't ask Mark, hey, can I do this? I'm just, I did this and I pushed it to him. And he's like, that's a great idea. I'm going to send you some more stuff to throw in there. So um, that aspect of like laying down your life for others, right? And mm -hmm. going on multiple deployments and leaving families behind because you're serving your country. You know, some people might, might see it in a different way, even people in the military, but in the overall picture after, after I finally retired, I was just like, man, maybe, you know, my job as an, an air traffic controller in the army, a lot of people thought was more of air force wise and easier. If you look up the mo some of the most stressful jobs in the world is air traffic control. However, once I got higher in ranks, um, I had less responsibility with ATC, but more managing personnel and everything. Okay. But at the very end, you know, afterwards, you know, I, I always told my parents, I told a lot of individuals, I didn't really like when people said, thank you for your service, you're mm. doing, because I, I just didn't feel like I was doing as much as like infantrymen were, were actually, you know, busting down doors and stuff like that. But what I was doing was supporting them, the support that everyone has a place in the different military branches and stuff, and we're all supporting each other. And honestly, not one job is better than anyone else's job. You just have different duties. So after finally out and looking back at it all, I was like, wow, you know, I did sacrifice a lot, you know, away from home a lot and stuff like that. So, you know, 
being the, the discipline aspect or whatever has helped a long way. And I mean, it goes a long way too. I, I mean, I have adult money now, so I'm able to spend on whatever I want. Right. But, but the discipline somewhat's there for, okay, maybe I should not get into this because I still have to pay the water bill. <laughs> I, I know you rip a lot of wax, which I love uh, to see. I mean, you know, I just watch it, right. It's, it's your money. You can spend it however you want. Uh, but you've been ripping for a while. And I mean, you, I never get a sense that you're going beyond your means, um, you know, and, and, and I applaud you for that. Because um, we know, you know, we, we know Flawless is out there, National Treasure is out there, but you know, you're ripping like three, $400 boxes. Not like, I remember you went Wemby hunting for that green parallel before the, uh, the big, the big show in Dallas that they did. <laughs> but you know, it's like fun rips. I did. And if anyone's listening to this and they're breakers and or, or they like to bust wax, the box he just said, Bowman Chrome U Basketball, <laughs> you should still be opening because the Super Fractor Auto 101 <laughs> still has not been pulled. Yes. The sponsor, so, this this podcast has been sponsored by Fanatics now, so, or Tops. I mean, may, maybe this little push. <laughs> yeah. I, we want to... Can, can I, I just say, um, the wild thing about, uh, you know, of course, the Super Factors being one of one, there is so much said. Uh, well, it comes in waves, but the 2008, 2009, what is it? The the Steph Curry top, uh, nope. tops that's, chrome Super Factor? That's the year after that. Eight, nine was D Rose. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes. Oh, nine, 10. So yeah. people keep going, where is this card? Where is this card? It's like, it's almost like we in society, we, we, fe- it's almost like we feel like we deserve to see every card pulled that's out there. And, you know, these cards don't come into market unless they're pack pulled. Well, be, well, yes, because back then not everyone was busting regular tops as yeah. much as, you know, everyone's opening flawless as soon as it's dropped with right. million breakers out there do, you doing it. We're right. seeing more of these bigger cards pulled because there's, you know, 10 a hundred times more people opening product now than it was back, back in, you know, 12 years ago. And it's crazy because the prices are outrageous compared to that. You know, a lot of people, you know, you, you, the example you give with the Steph Curry Chrome super rookie, it's in a regular tops pack because they come like one per pack, one Chrome rookie. Right. Right. The rest of it's all rookies. It wasn't, it wasn't a Chrome product. There was, but they didn't have. They put the Super in that, not the actual Chrome product. So it's kind of like the what they do with Bowman. It's like the paper. They call it right in baseball. And and this is what I love about learning different sports is like they have these terms like the paper rookies and the you know because you do get like a chromium finished pro, uh, card in paper packs or packs yeah. that are mostly paper cards, right? But regular Bowman. Yeah, and that's more of a baseball thing than, like, say, again, it's more of, a, I guess, not a baseball issue. It's more of a tops thing is, is a better way to put it, I guess. It, and, you know, you say baseball because tops hasn't had football and basketball right, for, right. you know, so, right. you know, so when now, a few years from now, when they do have everything, mm-hmm. you're probably going to see it again. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. I just want to go back a little bit to the the military services. 
I, I kid you not, my one of my follow-up questions was going to be, you know, what do you think about when people say thank you for your service? Because I know there was that movie recently, or I don't know how recently, probably pre-pandemic, but Miles Teller. It was a movie called Thank You for Your Service, and it was about <laughs> just kind of. Oh, it was literally called Thank You for Your Service. Yeah, exactly. Um, but thank you for letting me know or letting us know that, you know, that's something that you it's not such an easy thing. Right. I mean, we want to say to support our troops, but there is some um, nuance and feelings that come with that phrase, I guess. Yeah. And and the thing is, is like I use it. You know, if I see, a, you know, a World War Two vet, a Vietnam vet, you know, they're wearing the hat, stuff like that. Or someone t tells me that, you know, at the show hey, my grandfather was in the military. I tell, say the same thing. I was like, thank them for their service from a, from a former service member themselves. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I know those individuals, what they went through compared to what I went through, completely different. It's same as in the hobby. Mm. Ten, 10 years ago is completely different than right now because everything changes. All right, so I'm not a professional uh, anything uh, within the hobby, uh, so I'm not a professional podcaster. I'm going to kind of go back and forth with the hobby and the military in, in this line of questioning because you gave me so many great conversational threads. Like, I'm going to know about the the the, the show you're going to be dealing at. We can talk about my card post. You know, shout out to Mark. You said Mark. It's Mark Hill. Um, I recently made a trade with him on my card post. Um, but here's the thing. like You were that monster trade. Yes, exactly. Um, but so the thing is, when it comes to mil you talk to folks in the hobby who either did serve or someone in their family served, this is, I will just say upfront, it's a jokey question, but you know how there's like senior citizen uh, discounts, student discounts, military discounts. Do you give Alex Army ATC, do you give a military discount? Maybe. <laughs> No, so I, I I say that because no one's asked. Mm. I had to think for a second, and I'm like, I don't I don't think anyone's really asked for it, honestly. And a lot of times, it's because they already seems like they're getting discounts when they're at my table. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. No, you people. I have seen people rummage through your value bins and just love the. They make huge stacks. People like you again, let's just go into like you setting with a dealer. Like I've seen you make a good, you know, coin with, with uh, these value bin purchases by people who, who just, I don't know, like if you know what the, the highest number of cards, not, I'm not, I'm not talking about like whole total value, but like, like how many cards has anyone ever stacked in your value bins? I think like, I think someone's asked me this question before. I think it's like 455 Ooh. total cards and, you know, came out to, uh, I think it was, I think we came out to like three fifty or three seventy five per card, and it just so happened to be someone that works at DC Sports. <laughs> three dollars and fifty. Yeah, shout out to DC Sports eighty seven. Let's just make this whole thing uh, a commercial. <laughs> uh, three dollars and fifty cents per card. Yep. So they were like what, like five seven dollar cards, and you were kind of like kind of something uh, like that. It was there was a good bit of jerseys and autos. Mm -hmm. um, and then a lot of numbered stuff because my value boxes, I tend to, when I refill them, I try to refill it with stuff that it's different than everybody else. That's why mm -hmm. it's so coming back. And that's numbered cards, jersey cards, and autos. Now they can be completely 
nobodies that haven't played in the league for 10 years, yeah. five years, ever. That stuff in value boxes have value no matter what. It's they're at least a dollar. It, right. right. So right. I'll give you a great example. When I left the Richmond show a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. in the parking lot was someone that was, I think I'm, I can put it up real quick. Someone that was selling <laughs> the back of the trunk because he had yeah. a whole bunch of boxes. Yeah. see if I can there. All right. So we're going to view your home. Yep. Showing the so video. Right there. Uh-huh. Have thirteen hundred cards in it that mm. are all that are all jerseys, autos, or numbered cards. Wow. Every one of them. I got for two hundred and fifty dollars. What? Okay. So do the simple math if I just so, sell them at a dollar. Right. Yeah. Right. But inside there were I think ten one ones, multiple cards out of ten. Um Jalen McDaniel's Contenders auto out of 49. Hmm. You know, there's there's bigger Deshaun Watson jumbo patches from his rookie year, you know, tons of stuff in there that had a lot of value. I mean, I've had I had a stack like this that pretty much paid for it by itself. You know, those those are the deals I'm trying to find nice. where you know, loading up my boxes with that stuff that you know can easily get pushed out. And that's why you know people are just dig them through like crazy. Gotcha. So as uh, on the other flip side, so I, I have dealt, but not I have not really done the value bin stuff as a dealer. Um, not that my cards are big. Like I'm like I'm the guy who does like the twenty five to hundred dollars slab type of things, or maybe up to two hundred dollars. But um, you know, like we all we all start somewhere, right? Go off real quick. That is what the value range you should be at if you're mm-hmm. setting up those mm-hmm. nine. 8%, 98% of the individuals at that show will buy 20 to $150 cards and only 2% or less are going to buy anything probably over 500. Gotcha. No, that's good Period. advice. Yeah. So, um, I, as a buyer at the Silver Spring uh, Mid-Atlantic Card Show, so shout out to Ryan McCormick, who does a great job promoting that show, but there was a dealer there. And, um, you know, I'm not going to shout him out mainly because not not because I don't want to, but I don't think he's um, much on Instagram. But, you know, his name is Justin and he had just 90s basketball stuff, just of nine. So you you have your basketball bins, but it's mostly ultra modern. So I, I don't go crazy over it. But like Mac uh, card collection, you know, uh, he and I collect the 90s basketball. Hey, and you're sorry. showing. I know you're showing. Go ahead. Explain the card in your hand for the people listening on the podcast. So this is uh, from Topps Chrome 2000, no, 2000, 1998 mm-hmm. Shooting Stars Refractor of Clyde Drexler. I, I've i seen you pick up the 90s cards. I know you're buying these so you can sell them to me. <laughs> That's basically on the end. <laughs> so so Max said the same thing. He's like, you got to bring them. You know, these are a few that just recently came in. Antoine Jameson, Prodigy, Refractor. You know, and this I love this set. Show the East Dan- West, like rock stars. That's that's the rock stars refractor. Yeah. So my 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 goal is I'm I, I love all these. They have to say refractor on the back. Yes. Right. Have to say refractor. So it's pretty cool. Even like uh, this penny. This penny's a refractor. Uh, the, the the video uh, is kind of getting a little choppy here. The what is that? Is that Bowman's Bowman's best? Uh, 
Bowman's it was Bowman's best shots. Yeah. Okay. You have that yeah. east west what? Gary Payton, who's on the other side? East west, uh I'm guessing someone. Max favorite player. Payton. Iverson. Iverson. Uh, can he have one side of the card and I can have the other? Because I I I like Gary Payton more. You love the glove, huh? Oh man, D- defensive. I mean, I as someone who I, I've mentioned this on the podcast in the past, but I was never a really good shooter. I think I got to be a better shooter as I got older because once I realized you got to tuck your elbow in and you got to like just I just had really bad shot mechanics because I didn't go to basketball youth camps. <laughs> Alex is doing the perfect Steph Curry shooting form on video right now, but I I didn't I played a lot of good defense. What is it? Who is that? Ray Allen Bum, uh, Bombarders. Oh, bombardiers, bombardiers. Bomb- oh, gosh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Referring oh to man, it. I gotta like figure out a way to make this uh, video. Yeah, I gotta like shift. How do I? Oops, nope. No. I don't want to lose you there. I'm, yeah, I mean, you, you got like right there. Look at that. Ooh, yeah. I want that card. I'm just telling you. Okay, so let's. Th- this might be a good thing to talk about. Um, you and I. I, I mentioned this to you uh, before we recorded, and. I personally find it hard to make deals with friends because, you know, I, I want to, you know, like, it's like, you know, I don't, I, I don't want to screw anyone over. Right. Uh, but I'm not, and I'm not looking in every deal to squeeze every cent out, but it's one of those things where it's, you're mixing almost in my head. It's almost like you're mixing business with pleasure. It's like, you know, I don't, yes. I don't get into business deals with, with friends either. Right. Cause you know, money can change people, but we, you and I did make a deal uh, over dinner and can we even talk about who was at that dinner? Are we allowed to Alex? What do you think? Why can't we talk about Mojo J, Kayla? Um, who else was there? JD, keep the hobby healthy. Keep the hobby healthy. You know, uh, Jay's main camera guy. And uh, uh, Q train who won the Jordan giveaway and, train i will i will hand deliver to him actually at a show uh in two days um at the fairfax show at, at a comfort in basement yeah that was that was pre-trading selling prior to you trading and buying a dennis rodman card when he walks through the through the lobby exactly yep i mentioned that in my pseudo vlog uh the, the past episode from this one uh um, i think yeah um, you about that and what we're about to discuss do you know you know what's so funny though the seller so i'm not going to mention who who traded the card with me and it was like a part cash part uh card deal but little did that guy know that i was willing to pay almost anything with that interaction happening again it wasn't like i was talking to Dennis ronman but the the literal fact that he was walking by as i was trading for his card granted it was it, it is an an unlicensed card but it's part of his shoe there's his auto not a great auto but there's his auto on card and it was from uh 2013 2014 upper deck exquisite and again that's when they lost license but i was like he could have told me any number and i was gonna make i was gonna make that deal work another thing i bet you in that room with everyone that had cards and stuff they're probably i don't think there's one other rodman in the whole room yeah yeah likely yep only one yep and you Feeling for it while he walked in. You know, the, it it was it was amazing. It was so cool. Uh, as someone who you know uh, really rooted, you know, like, who did I just mention? Gary Payton, right? This hard nosed defensive players who can't shoot, who are 
complete liabilities on offense and complete value adds on defense. That's, that's like me, that's me as a, I don't know. I like to think that I'm kind of like that type of person, like a, you know, blue, uh, not blue collar, but like, you know, like a hard hat type of guy who gets his hands dirty. Like at shows, I've, I just, you know, start helping people. Um, that's, that's just kind of like what I like to do. Calling you the glove from now on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You're giving up the same as Gary Payne. I'm calling you the glove from now on. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Well, this is what, that's what they say, right? You don't, you can get, you don't get to choose your nicknames. People uh, choose them for you. But Uh, um, I think individuals like Shaq, I think they said that, but he said, nope, I'll make up my own. And uh, fundamental. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or the big, uh, oh gosh, he was the big everything, right? When he went to Phoenix, he was like the big cactus. I mean, he was he was just a, such a fun-loving guy. Big Diesel. Everyone big Diesel, him. yeah. Maybe. Shazam. Uh, oh my goodness. But going yeah. back, to what, going back, because we kind of veered off. Yes, right? that's what we do here. Talking about, you know, the the deals and with friends and everything else and stuff yeah. like that. Yes, thank you. You, you. It's like you are, you are the captain now. You are the uh, the podcast host. Thank you for bringing us back on track. Um, <laughs> if I can set the stage, set the scene a little bit. Thank you. Um, we were having a wonderful dinner. It was at Lazy Dog, right, which is right near the Chantilly uh, Card Shows in the in the Dallas Expo Center, like their little shopping center there next to the Holiday Inn, all that stuff. And, um, you know, I, I did bring my uh cards uh you know i guess shout out no city uh their gem sling just maybe like 30 slabs and you know you found one that you wanted for your friend it was a steph curry rookie sticker a panini sticker uh it was like a psa 8 and then there was an ozzy smith uh, i forget which like brand, um product it was but it was like a uh, game used, really nice looking patch, maybe a little bit of the Cardinal in there. And it was like numbered at, a, I don't know, like 50, but it was like a quad patch, right? Something like that. So we made a deal and I'll mainly just talk about the Ozzy Smiths because, uh, you know, you bought those two cards. I was like, I don't want your money. Like, you know, we're having dinner. But then in my head, I'm like, you know, um, be nice to just pay for dinner <laughs> in my head. Yeah. I'm like, that, that's fun. And cash is always, you know, cash is king, et cetera. But, you know, in my head, I'm like, I don't want to I don't want you to buy these cards. I just I would rather trade them to you or something. But you're like, no, I want this card for my friend. He's going to get it. And then this Ozzy Smith, you were very upfront. You're like, I want to give you 40 for it. Uh, I think I could sell it for 50. Uh, the comps are around 55. And so, you know, I did some kind of like, I don't know. But, you know, I was like, it seems like, you know, like making deals is is part of the hobby. I mean, you know, it's it's like it's another way to make a connection with someone. Um, and, you know, I trust you and we looked at the comps and I didn't feel pressured at all. Although I did have a great trade offer for the uh, curry later on. And I was like, <laughs> I, forgot. I on my card post, I totally forgot. Uh, they were get, they're going to give me like a really good trade value for it. And then I totally screwed it up. But anyway, um, the very next day, so we made the cash transaction and um, the, Go ahead. Yeah, let's pause it. Oh, two days later, because I missed Saturday, right? That was the day when uh, Paul Pearson and Allen Iverson were rolling through, and I'm coaching youth soccer because it's very important to uh, have family days. Uh, so I uh, came by your showca- uh, your table in your showcase, and I saw the Ozzy Smith stickered at 70. And I didn't mention to you at that time, 
but I definitely saw it. And I mean, you know, there's that saying sticker shock, but I was just like, Oh my gosh. Like he said he was going to sell for 50. It's at 70. I know in hindsight, especially after you and I talked about it, um, you know, over the phone, like a couple of weeks after, like, I guess I'll just say the day before recording this, <laughs> um, it makes more sense to me now what happened, yeah. but I wanted you to, Oh, I, and can I just say, I mentioned this, the bones of this transaction and kind of feeling a little of uh, feeling a little way about it in a, in my Chantilly vlog you, podcast episode. You, you even talked about what we talked about, you know, how, how I, I brought up the fact that, you know, putting a higher price on it because card shows and everything are more the back and forth type of aspect and getting to that number where I wanted to be at 50, mm -hmm. putting the higher number rather than if I would put 50 on it, people are going to be asking 80% of 50 and now I'm losing money. Mm -hmm. But, and, and it totally makes sense. And I now know that I just, it's, I have to get better at understanding the business side of the hobby. Um, but so I guess my question to you is, would you like, you do assume the risk, right? I mean, that car yes. can never move, et cetera. But if you did sticker at 70 and someone gave you 60, you take it. 50, you take it. You, do you take it at 45 and make just like a $5 profit? Do you break even at 40? Like, Because what if they want 80% of the comps and you're I'm, at in the I'm, 40s? I'm, I'm the person. I will take 40 for it. I'm, I have never been the one that, you know, I'm, I hold, depending on the player, right, depending on the time of year, and everything, mm -hmm. you know, I a lot of times know what I have into the cards. And if I'm into it extremely cheap and it seems like they're getting a good deal, but I'm still getting some money on it, I'm completely fine with it going going away, you know, going away and everything. But I'm also completely fine if, you know, they say, hey, I'm picking this up for 40, but I'm also picking up three other cards with it too. Right, you know, right, right. The overall whole transaction because that could lead into more things overall. So then it evens out for the aspect. You know, I did tell you, I was just like, I believe I didn't sell a card, but I did at the Richmond show. And I went back and looked at some footage and everything else and my ledger and stuff. I, I sold it for 50 bucks. Oh, wow. Congra well, congratulations. Sold it I'm, for I'm <laughs> exactly 50. That is awesome. Um, it was a really sweet, uh patch i mean like you could really it, it's almost like it was uh you know like was, the hat like you can feel the, the patch the of stitching. the cardinal right it was actually yeah. like i think the part of the tail of the cardinal or whatever yeah. and you yeah there's a museum um are always if, if they actually have a patch in it yeah. with, with teams they're, they're they're really nice looking yeah that's actually game used yeah no it was really cool and you know what's funny is um i think that i bought it the reason i was okay selling it at 40 is i think i bought it at 35 because i got it in a package deal you know the 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 maybe un, unspoken or maybe it is and I, i'm not listening to the right content but part cash part trade deals um finding ways to drive down some you know to get to get to, get to an agreeable point right um i think it's really important to try to like figure out what does you know what do both parties want? I mean, this is like classic. I don't even know why I'm talking about this because it's, I think it's so easy or simple to talk about, but sometimes well, it's important to talk about the fundamentals. Go ahead. 
is the fundamentals and, and it's you know you trying to justify getting into a card for a certain price yeah right and i'm going to use the example go to youtube and you'll see this pat tillman gold vinyl out of five all right this is number two of five mm-hmm. the value of the card is around thirty seven hundred dollars all right if you go to my youtube page i break down how i'm into this card for 146 dollars completely yeah you know and that's just if you think in that logical aspect the rational type of aspect of i bought these cards in a package i sold all these cards mm-hmm. for that price so i still have these left over there's zero dollars in these cards right. these cards in process everything else like that so you put everything together now i'm into this card for this this amount i break it down specifically but i'm into this one of my pc cards for a fraction of a fraction of of the price gotcha and i can't believe it we're almost 45 minutes into this and we didn't even talk about your main pc pat tillman makes sense you're a military serviceman he um made the ultimate sacrifice uh right veterans day special um it's just he let's let's talk about pat tillman a little bit right because when else am i i don't know when else i will like he, what does he mean to you? And you would agree that he's a pretty hot commodity in the hobby world. Yes. So when I tell, said earlier about selfless service, right? Yeah. And you think of anyone else turning down millions of dollars in the NFL to, to serve your country. Happened right after 9-11, right? right. So he, he got that feeling that he needed to go serve, and he did. Um, so, you know, finding... Uh, an individual that I really wanted to to collect. I've always collected, you know, a lot of, you know, stuff that that everyone collects. You know, I have my Griffey rookie. I have a Tiger Woods rookie. I have all, you know, I have a lot of the the stuff that that are everyone knows about. You know, I was I was like, I need to have something that is hard to collect. And when I looked into it, you know, of course, I've already followed Pat Tillman for so long. Um, I saw that he didn't have that many cards. Mm. So I was just like, okay, but instead of going for one of the 3000, um, Justin Herbert rookies, let's go mm. toward, you know, Pat Tillman, who only has, you know, two rookies, you know, let's go, t- go towards, you know, him. But then, then Panini's just like, let's put him in prism and have 46 different parallels. Right. The rainbow. Um, so, you know, when I started to decide to collect him, is that was because it was is harder to find. I, I said it in my, my YouTube vlog for the national. I searched high and low the whole place and no one was selling Tillman's wow. until the guy that I've already been talking to on Instagram messaged me saying that he had it there. Can you come meet me on Saturday? And I did the deal. And then someone else brought the white sparkle brand shout out to Brandon Dixon from um rip valley out in arizona where uh, corbin carroll and um evan longoria went to for rip night um his his shop he actually had a white sparkle psa 9 and sold it to me at the national which i cracked out of the psa 9 because all the rest of them are yeah it's right here all the rest of them are that's the ocd portion right (laughs) yeah want everything to be dress right dress so i cracked it out of a psa 9 so and it's in a top loader right here 
Look at that. You could you could bounce a quarter right off it like uh like crisp bet sheets uh, on a cut. Look at that. That's wonderful. <laughs> um, well, congrats. Uh, I mean, talk about you know again building relationships and networks. I think one of the most favorite things for me is getting more into the hobby and being more well known commodity or person is is I don't have to deal with like i mean will i get scammed it, it's possible and I, I feel like i already have been scammed with um something i plan on talking about next month but um yeah i don't have to deal with the people who just cold call with you know like like the low level fraud stuff and um for you to have the connections and networks to be able to get those cards because it's amazing how yeah i i remember i talked about it in my national recap is it's it's the card mecca it's the most cards in one place and yet I could not stop. <laughs> I, I I just felt like my eyes were glazing over all the ultra modern quarterback stuff. I mean, there's beautiful card or, you know, well, kind of sterile and vacuous with like white backgrounds, but um, just, and you just also, to cut you off. You, you used my analogy of card shows. I'm the one what who do the streams for the small ones go into the bigger ones that feed into the national. You weren't, I thought you don't listen to my podcast. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, I did use that. Um, I mean, I hear so many different things from so many different places. I'm sorry I didn't give you the proper credit and shout out. Um, you told you told me you don't listen to this podcast. What do you mean? I, I said I'm, I'm, it's hard to catch up on it, but I still do. Come on. Catch up. All right. Yes. Um, Your well, number. Hey, you're in the top like 50, right? So I got to be listening gotta be thank you for being one of my uh listeners uh for that for sure um Maybe no but you're on repeat that's why you're up at 50 <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah i'm like juking the numbers and i'm like i have like 10 devices next to me and i'm just like pressing play on all of them oh my gosh called in, um, called in, in russia for the for the standard. the bots oh yeah um so here's the thing i i want to talk about your your selflessness you um you helped me a lot with my trade night. Uh, you promoted it. I mean, I felt like I, I really felt like I had to like, <laughs> at, certain, at one point I was like, please stop promoting it. Cause I don't one, I didn't want people to drive far for it. Um, and two, I was like, I am going to have to eventually end up paying you uh, from a budget of zero. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have to come out of pocket to like pay you for your time. But you made like, uh, I don't know if it was stickers, but like flyers and, like, thank you so much for being so such a good friend in the hobby. Oh, you're welcome, man. I, 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 I told you before, I told others, you know, it, if I wasn't doing that at that point when I was actually at work, I was doing a lot of that stuff at work and stuff. Like, it, a, lot of it, a lot of people use the excuse, my time is money. Mm -hmm. It is, right? Yeah. I, my time is money. It's, it's not. I'm a retired Army vet. And if I, if, if I wasn't doing some things, you know, on the side and stuff, like the guy that I went and helped the other day, I posted on Instagram after I met him at the show on Sunday. I want to help him out with some of his collection and stuff and figuring yeah. out what he wants to do. I mean, I had five, six cards in my hand that was up to $30,000 worth of cards. And, uh, but I didn't ask for anything. I just wanted him to get that information. If I wasn't there, I'd probably be at my, at my house watching the episode of survivor i haven't caught up on yet. <laughs> right you know so 
I, I just enjoy it. I enjoy the interactions with it, with other individuals, being in that space, talking the sports, talking the hobby, you know, and everything else, and just just being a good person in general, you know. And I think that that helps when you're a vendor. <laughs> mm-hmm. I used to be so addicted to that show uh, when it was like in. I think it was like the third season was in Africa, and they were literally like they built a thing around them, and there were like wildlife all around them. And, I know they go to like these tropical islands now. Where are they? Are they now in outer space? Where are they? No, they're in uh, right now. I think they might be in Fiji again. They keep Fiji. going back to Fiji and Bora Bora. I've been to Bora Bora. Uh, but uh, if I had to have one one reality show to be in, Amazing Race. Oh my gosh, dude! I'm, you I'm, and I should go on Amazing Race. Let's do although, it. <laughs> although I don't know if you can handle my CPAP machine. Um, or I'm gonna have to I'm too. Oh, nice. We're CPAP brothers. <laughs> yeah, we're good. But but I, a lot of times I don't use it. I just got it. So, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Like, no, believe me. That's like, the maintenance. Thrown off. Yep. The maintenance uh, of it. Oh, it's 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 so nuts. Um, Here's the thing. It's wild. We are at the we're like eight minutes away from an hour on the recording. Uh, There's so much I want to talk to you about. But I knew this was going to happen, that, that we're just going to like just talk and go down all these rabbit holes and conversational threads. Um, <laughs> you you make me laugh so much. OK, so <laughs> I OK, seven, five, seven card shows, Virginia Beach Fieldhouse. Trade night Friday, yep. Saturday, one day show. They have some athletes coming. Uh, no one, I think, current. I know there's like a one wrestler, but um, but they have they have uh, it's like 250 tables. I mean, you want to talk a little bit about where you know how are you going to set up? What's your plan? What what's um, you know Mac is going to be doing this with you as well? Yeah. So um, the seven five seven promoters down in the Virginia Beach area. They hold a monthly show at a bingo hall. And then once a quarter, they have one at the field house that's there, um, which can just hold so much more more space. You know, normally the show is like 60, 60 tables, whatever, at the bingo hall. But the field house show goes up to, they've gotten up to over 250 plus tables. Um, bringing in a lot of, so a lot of the guests, if you look at their background, they from the Tidewater area, mm. you know players and everything else like that um they brought in uh two shows ago taylor heineke came because mm. he went to the college he went to was down in the norfolk area i forget what what college was he's, he's from the norfolk state maybe or, yeah he he did not get a lot of respect as a commander's quarterback i mean i thought he he studied the ship so well but okay i, I digress yeah. no you're good so you're a dolphins fan though right you're, you're yes. a Tua. You're a big Tua, Waddle, and Miami Die, Dolphins fan. Diehard Dolphins fan. Was at the 70-point routing of the Broncos. This with year your son. With my son, who's a diehard Broncos fan. And uh, it was it was a good time. So the, the show is expanding more and more. And the next show, actually, in January, is going to be a two-day. I've been telling them, wow. gotten the feedback from a lot of individuals. was like, Russell, the promoter, mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, you need to be, this needs to be a two-day show. And he's like, I finally am. It just so happens, though, they're two-day shows the same time. Don't say culture well. collision. Don't say, oh, God, it I is. think I'm going to be going to that one. So, yeah, on the culture collision, even though uh, Prism God won't put me in the draft to play basketball, 
um, I'm still going to be there supporting. I have heard about that game. I am not ready for it in any way, shape, or form, literally and figuratively. Um, I wish <laughs> you luck. I, th I think anyone, I think they have a general sign-up. It's like uh, you get put into teams. Like I, I know there's now, that whole content creator tournament or something. I've talked to them about it already. They they yeah. already have a preset list of people. And Chad Cibles and Tyler Santiago are the captains, and they're going to do a draft. They're yeah, actually right. drafting. So, what, um, what, this hobby, this hobby is so fun. Both of them, I actually talked to Chad today <laughs> and I was like, Hey, I'll be in the stands. If you need a big guy, just call That's me from funny. the stands. That'll be some good. That'll be some good content. You know, I'm coming from the stands, coming in and, and tearing it up. But, uh, yeah. That's so back fun. to the show. The show is going to be incredible. I got three tables going to have my value boxes up. Three. Wow. Mac is going to be his first time setting up as a dealer. Um, he's going to be right next to me. I'm going to help him out as much as I can. You know, I've given him some tips already for some value boxes because they've seen the value boxes. If you do the time and you have the stuff, people like they'll pay for your tables and then everything wow. else money. Um, my card post, we're doing a giveaway mm -hmm. there with, uh, you know, veterans day type of, you know, giveaway since it is actually on veterans day, the 11th yep. is veterans day. So that's going to yeah, be pretty sweet. Um, I'm going to miss out on my free going to Applebee's and getting a lunch because I'm chilling inside the field house. Um, oh, but, uh, I'll be, I'll be fine. I'm going to be good. Um, tons of, tons of foot traffic. There's a lot of people that come there. There's everything from comics, to pops, to wax, to any type of sports cards, any type of, um, different types of non, um, sports cards or that everything you can think of is there. And then, over on the side is tons of kids playing basketball, football, mm. soccer, brawl, and the other parts of the field house nice. while everyone is wheeling and dealing. But uh, it's, it's always been a really good show. It's a longer one. It goes till four. It goes from nine to four mm. on Saturday. Um, like you said, the trade night is from six to nine in the field house, field house also, the same location. Okay. Um, so... It's in this this one sponsored by B and B Sports Cards, who is there in one of the LCSs down in Virginia Beach. Okay. I think they're they're providing food for everyone at the trade night. Nice. Seems uh, very family friendly, and I've seen you uh, be so kind to kids in the hobby. Uh, I remember your one of your most recent YouTube videos, which I encourage y'all to go check out. But he. Uh, he had a push-up challenge, you know, for 10 push-ups, you get like $10 off. And then what did that oh, one kid say to you? The cards, they, they, they didn't have enough money to cover. They, you know, they had budgets and great for their, their, their parents saying, Hey, sticking with the budget. You can't go any farther. I'm like, all right, let's meet in the middle. You get the five extra dollars. You give me, can you do five push-ups? And they were all for it. But then they're also asking like, can I do a hundred push-ups and get this hundred dollar card? And I'm like, calm down there. To be on the ground watching to make sure you go all the way down if we're going to be doing that oh my gosh these kids crack me up there can i tell you one story and i think i may have told this uh really early on in my podcast when i set up as a dealer uh my first time i set up i had a free binder i had a binder of free cards for kids i said you know if you're, if you're a kid in the hobby you can have a, a card kid uh gets one he does say thank you but like literally Five ten minutes later, he comes to my uh, table again and goes, "Hey, uh, do you want? Are you looking to buy cards?" 
And I was like, yeah, sure. Let me show me what you got. And he literally shows me the card that he just picked up from me. And I was like, hey, uh, this card looks really familiar. Where did you get it? It's like, oh, you know, just um, been, you know, looking at it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, this is the card that you just got. It's in literally in the same penny sleeve and top loader. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but he was he wasn't one of these like boss babies with like a Zion case. I mean, he was like a true kid in the hobby, right? I mean, he's trying to maybe emulate some of the things he sees on YouTube, like with the quick, what's your best and this and that, which, you know, I think it's just so, it's so reductive. Uh, some of the things we see on social media, but um, you know, he was like probably like nine or 10. He didn't have a Zion case. He didn't have like big slaps. He was just, uh, you know, trying to do a trade up or, you know, what, you know, buy, sell, sell cards that he was getting at the show and seeing what he could get. But I, th I just thought it was pretty cute. I mean, I, I didn't, I wasn't like upset about it. I thought it was a fun story to share. I've, I've seen that too myself. I have <laughs> at different different shows, you know, it's uh, doing um, the dogs are about to go crazy. Just sorry for you. Yeah, here we go. Who let the dogs out? Baha, Baha, man. Being okay, that's good. Um, but no, same thing. Smaller shows, they, they don't have a lot of room to go around. So kids doing the trade up challenge, coming back to you, and it's like they they got something from me, and they traded to the kid that's also doing one, also doing one, and then yeah. they're trying to trade it back to me. And I was just yeah. like, this already, this has already happened. That so, is, I I love it. It's 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 somewhat sad that that happens but also it's adorable um now the big problem is if adults start to do that now that's gonna be like <laughs> really bad yeah but so, no and also goes back to you know being that dealer that's being you know kind and stuff like that right so the where the kids that got to they started with i gave them all free cards like they mm -hmm. they all were pulling cards out of the value boxes like a, a refractor john Morant card and you can he was wearing like a John Morant jersey. He's like, how much is this? I know it's like a dollar. Oh, I'll yeah. take it. Right. Yeah, and then that's it. He was just like, he looked at him. He's like, do you just give it to him for free? And I was just like, pick a card too. And then you pick a card. You guys all pick a card. That snowballed into them looking even more. And then they found cards they actually wanted to buy with their money and snowballed even more to their dad finding a card and buying some stuff. Nice. There. Yeah. I know that wasn't the end goal, but, uh, you know, a happy ending to that story is really nice. Um, I remember, like, a kid coming to my table at another show I was at where I was I was set up really close to the front. And it was a small show, but he was like, I want to buy this Luca. And I was like, you know, I really encourage you to just walk around and take a look at what other cards before you just buy this card. Because what if there's another card that you want for that with that budget of money that you have? Uh um, money that you have budgeted for the show. And he's like, he came back later and he's like, yeah, I got this other card, but thank you. And, you know, it's very nice. And I was like, yeah, it's, I didn't want you to have any regrets. You know, um, I wanted, to, cause I knew, right. This kid came right to my table, right from the entrance and he didn't stop anywhere else. I'm like, there's no way you saw anything here. So go around, if you still want it, come back later. I didn't make a sale from it and I didn't make a sale from the parents and all that, but it was just kind of like, you know, it's like kind of how I feel like I would like to be treated as a kid. Now that we're adults in the hobby, right, Alex, you and I, we're adults. We get to shape the hobby the way we want it to be seen. Yep. I agree. So 
the dogs that was a great maybe alarm uh clock going off i know we said we we're gonna slot this for an hour i i say this in so many episodes but i really do i would love to have you on more um i'm sorry it took so long for you to finally come on here you know just you just had to lower your rates ah there are the fireworks in the background oh gosh yeah, we'll just put a, put a pin in it, man, and, you know, come back on a few months and whatever like that. You know, maybe maybe in-person podcast at Culture Club, right? You know? In-person podcast. I've People have told me that I should consider doing that. I, I'm, I'm playing around with the idea. I, I like the the microphone. Like, everything right now is, you know, it's my basement, you know, podcast studio. But, you know, this, this whole um, – this bonus episode's – is it's supposed to be experimental so i mean why not but who knows i don't know when i'm gonna go back to like season two and all that but this has been an absolute blast i loved just being at the slot you in because i've baked in that flexibility with these bonus episodes uh because i don't know part of me is like i gotta get back to card art and talking about other ways to hobby but it was this is this is so much fun it really is yes you remember just like the shows all these other people that are that have stories and stuff help shape everything else. Oh yeah. So get get them on your podcast. Get them get them talking. Bring multiple people on. You know, line up multiple people. I think this means you got to do that for your podcast. When's your podcast coming out? What I mean, let's end it with this. What is what are some of your hobby goals for 2024? My goal is to I'm going to start a podcast. I am. I just gotta gotta get the setup. I want to get, you got to get some, maybe I have to figure out what mic you got there and everything and, you know, yeah, get some, yeah. some tips. Um, but if I, help. if I had like a, a long-term goal, what, where can I take this? What would I want to do? Mm-hmm. I'd like to be slotted on either ESPN radio or mad dog radio with like some time talking the hobby on Sirius XM. I love it, man. Uh, we we've seen one of our fellow hobby uh, hobbyists, Kyle, uh, King of Cards, get onto Sports Illustrated doing something similar. Get just get more into the zeitgeist, get more people outside of the hobby talking about the hobby. I love it. Um, I wish you best of luck. If there's any ways that I can help that happen, I I don't know how, but let's just continue to uh, lift each other up and grow together and support each other. And you know, this is a fantastic. Uh, you know, first time having you on the podcast and, you know, thank you for your friendship. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And, you know, you've, you've given me a lot of insight for um, the content creation. I mean, you always do it like air quotes and stuff thinking, am I really a, con- a content creator? You are. No, um, I'm a great. I don't think I, I do air quotes for influencer. Cause what am I? That's what it is. Influencer. Yeah. It's like, I'm still I'm still struggling with that, but we'll see. But I, there's some things happening. As long as you can be considered an influencer, if you influence one person, you have with me, within this whole realm and everything, and I've mm-hmm. learned more about you know the infrastructure of you know people following and stuff. I've told it so many people like I don't care about the followers, whatever. But yeah, I know right. you should if you want to get to the goals you want to get to. So thank you yeah. for what, and uh, keep. I, on keeping on thank you i mean yeah i'll just end with this saying i've said it before and i'll say it again is i do look at the numbers i do look at the analytics i just don't think that i allow it to drive my decision making 
I don't allow it. I try my best not to allow it to change the content that I make because there's a lot of content that I make that just doesn't do well, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to stop making it because if it makes me laugh, it makes me feel something. That's the type of stuff I don't make. I want to make the content that I like watching and seeing and also that I can be proud to show my family. Like that's why I try to keep it family friendly. Will I mess up on occasion? Sure. But I mean, that's just, it's just because of the sheer volume that I put things out in, I guess. I really but, like, uh, really like to see the analytics of that Fu, Man, Fu Manchu there. <laughs> I don't know how long I'm going to have this. I'm, this is, <laughs> people do not like this thing much and I, it's fine. I, it's funny to me. Uh, guys like it, girl, uh, women do not like it. It's, it's very funny. Um, but no, uh, you are such a value add in the hobby. Thank you for everything you do. Again, uh, I will say one more time, thank you for your service. And I can't wait to, you know, the next time that we get to uh, hang out in person and just have have uh, Dennis Rodman come by again or something. <laughs> you never know. Never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Right? Well, thank you so much, Alex. Army ATC 22, have a good evening and have a great Veterans Day weekend. Thank you. Use one.